Hey guys, and welcome back to another Cultured Boys discussion. I'm Pepe, and I'm joined by Nathan. And today, we're getting super cultured. You know why? Because we're going to be talking about Japan. Not just Japan, but a Cultured Boys trip to Japan, and our experiences of the country itself. And let's just talk about everything we've experienced. You good for that, Nate? Hi. Okay. That's about the extent of my Japanese. <laughs> that's the most like that's the most authentic Japanese you're gonna get in this fucking episode, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um yeah. Um so just a little background for the cultured boys. We went to Japan in 2019 about may time yes and um like both of us have been to japan before then but this is like um the culture boys going across and we, were, we had a few other people with us as well yes um but like yeah this is both our second trip to japan it was and besides that like small tangent we both finally decided we talked about this trip on and off in episodes for so long we might as well just make an episode about it i mean like by no means are we like sort like there's so many people that you can find on youtube and that like that go that actually live in japan or like like abroad in japan for example like shout out to chris broad god i love that channel like these like these channels like obviously they live out there they like show showcase the amazing range of stuff that's out in japan uh but we like we experienced um like a non-stop two weeks of the place we visited a few different uh cities while we were there uh, a few different parts of Tokyo. Um, I've been to a couple places in my first trip to Japan that you haven't, and I think vice versa as well, if I'm correct. Uh, I might have, but I think mostly you've been everywhere that I've been by this point. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like roughly, I think there's a couple places that like one of us has been to, the other hasn't. Yeah. But um, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, God, how do we want to start this then? God, there's so many places we could start off with. Like we could start with Tokyo. Yeah, that's where we started. The, <laughs> that's where we started the trip. But our first couple of days in Tokyo were pretty like standard, though, weren't it? Like we didn't. I I don't remember us doing much besides the sumo exhibition thing. Yeah, like we um. So a couple different places we went to. First day we went to Nakano Broadway. Yes. Oh, Nakano Broadway is amazing. Oh, that yeah. Place is so that, cool. I feel like we explored a lot of Nakano Broadway, but also not a lot of it at all. <laughs> so what we I can say is, turns out we explored all of the upstairs, which is like all the storefronts, the secondhand stores. What we missed when we went downstairs is we actually went the wrong direction. Okay. When we went downstairs, we walked through the market. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of food stuffs there. <laughs> Yeah, the other way would have been all the restaurants and the food. Oh, okay. And Nakano Broadway has, not that I would have bought it, not that any of us would have bought it, but we missed out on the chance to go to that a famous ice cream place. Like it's well known on the internet because they've got loads of flavors. It's also, you've probably seen it, Pepe, um, pictures of people with just an insanely tall ice cream. Oh, okay. That's where you can buy it. Ah, okay. Nakano Broadway downstairs, there's some ice cream place that's got i think something like 10 different flavors and it's all soft serve you know like yeah the the 99p machine like thing um the mr whippies or soft serve and um yeah you can just buy a cone i think that's got like 10 to 20 scoops or something so like they just put <laughs> and it's basically like you hold this thing and you have to hold it down by your waist because it's so fucking tall but like how do you even finish that i don't know but people have 
And uh, I'm kind of bummed we missed out on the chance of that. I think there's also a Gindako down there. So, you know, Takoyaki. Always down for oh, some Takoyaki. Man. Yeah. I feel like I got Takoyaki in the most random places in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I always got it from a Gindako. Like, pretty much. Uh, like, the one right next to, uh, what's it? Don Quixote in Akihabara. I've eaten yeah. there several times. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I got I think you got that first and I was like, oh, I might get one. <laughs> but um there's also that um next to that Don Quixote was um uh what was it that uh that steak skewer place oh, which is selling Kobe yeah. steak on skewers for like three thousand yen per s- No no it was like a thousand one hundred per skewer. It- was it? How much okay, it must I must have bought just two. <laughs> you just remember that because you bought one for me and two for you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's definitely yeah. Because I could not get enough of it. That's why you remember the price like that. That's where all my money went in 2019. I started off in Tokyo and then we ended up in Tokyo again. So we, we like sort of visited a few other places and came back to Tokyo. I know for a fact that on my last day, I spent a lot of my money just on steak skewers. They were good though. They were so good. And they were wagyu. Yeah, man. Like it was one of those ones where I just I need more of this, and it was so like. The funny thing is, I before me and Pepe went there on the last day, I discovered them. I think two days before, I was exploring Akihabara for a little bit by myself, and I got hungry, and I happened to walk past and see it, and went, <laughs> "Wagyu, Wagyu skewer for one thousand one hundred? I'd be stupid to say no, because it's the, if you went one to one, the equivalent for the UK would be essentially a bit of Wagyu for eleven pounds, and in the UK, that's cheap." Yeah, that's for Wagyu. You wouldn't. If someone told me Wagyu for eleven pound in the UK, I'd be like, "That's not fucking Wagyu. <laughs> that, you're lying on that." I tell you that. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've I've been to restaurants where I paid forty pound for Wagyu, and I'm like, "That ain't fucking Wagyu." Or if it's a low quality Wagyu, if it is. Yeah, I, I've been to restaurants where I paid like fifty quid for Wagyu, and it's like a couple of tiny strips. You're like, "Are you sure that's not bacon? That looks like bacon to me." But this was wagyu for 11 quid and it was quite chunky cuts mm-hmm. of even low grade was still better than most high grade normal beef i've eaten yeah yeah 100 like that was just like that was so good tokyo was um it was just like just covering off a lot of different things or as much as we could when we were there pretty much um like so we hit up the typical places that you would go if you're in tokyo like asakusa shibuya shinjuku harajuku uh ikibukuro for sunshine city i think those are the main key places i think we probably did go others as well i don't think we hit up ginza for the people we were with in ginza but we didn't yeah we didn't we we went to weep haven we were cultured yeah. <laughs> me and pepe spent a lot of time in akihabara like that was a thing where we we're just like yeah we're gonna be in akihabara now and that like we spent like a good day there i think right on our last day we did pretty much i think we went there at like 11 and we left at like 4 or 5 p.m no yeah i think a little bit earlier than that but we maybe a little bit earlier but basically spent a whole day there we did all we could there because we've been to aki um once before as well yes on that holiday so (laughs) it's not like we were like oh let's just spend the whole day in aki and then just do everything now we went there before and then we went there again (laughs) and we hit up like um was there a mandrake in aki yes I think we did that the first time we went there, though. And we went to the huge one yeah. um, near the station. The one that's like eight floors or something. But it's also kind of sketchy coming out because it's oh, uh, basically yeah. down the fire escape. 
and it's oh just God, some like it's just some like metal wiring or something you know like metal mesh yeah stopping you from falling you're like this isn't gonna stop me from falling to my death it felt like you weren't supposed to leave that way but it was it was just a very strange way to exit it's either that or you wait for the typical japanese lift that basically fits like two people yeah and i like we were five of us there so we were like nah let's just go yeah let's just get the stairs yeah <laughs> the dangerous stairs on the outside of the building <laughs> but we hit up a few different places in uh we did um we hit up a few different traders as well that was like one that's an exciting thing i always love going to the traders yeah i mean that's all akihabara is really yeah there's a lot of those secondhand stores the big old glass cabinets you've seen that's got everyone's figures and it's owned by a person they set the price or whatever and you just go up to the counter with a piece of paper where you wrote down the name yeah the location and then that's it like and how much it costs and they go and get it for you but even that in itself was cool as fuck because sometimes you see things that aren't necessarily always in the stores yeah that's true i feel like Every time I get nostalgic about Japan, there's always things that I feel like... Because I buy a lot in traders when I'm over there. I'll be like, there's always like these retro games which you won't be able to get in the UK. Yeah. Or that are like in box with the Japanese artwork and stuff. I'm like, I want that. And I always come out of traders with something. But then... I always feel like when I get nostalgic, I'm like, oh, I really should have bought this instead. <laughs> or I should, I really should have got a copy of this. See, that's how I feel about, because um, we also went into Super Potato. Do you remember that super famous yeah, like, retro store? Yeah. And I regret not buying every Metabots game I saw in there. <laughs> <laughs> God, Metabots game. I forgot about them. Um, do, do you remember? There's like 12 of them or something. And they were like 500 yen each. Yeah. But that was like at the start of our holiday. So I didn't know how much money I had to spend. That's the one thing. At the start as well, we were very much precious about our money. Like, oh, no, I want to try it. I want to save it for something that you know you really want. And granted we did find those things it's not like we were like oh my god i've got so much money left over because i didn't buy anything there were things we definitely spent i spent a lot of money (laughs) on that trip (laughs) on things i spent a lot of money on that trip yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to my most expensive purchase oh i can't not mention that yeah go on man we've already talked about yours in a previous episode as well (laughs) if you haven't watched one of the previous episodes the 2021 (laughs) wrap-up 2021 wrap-up yeah uh my most expensive purchase was in um the skytree pokemon center and it was a raikou jacket and i do not regret my decision it was a very good raikou jacket but it's also very pricey yep (laughs) (laughs) uh but yep um that's my one what was yours nate go on mine was of Equal value, I believe, or almost equal value. Mm-hmm. The final day in Akihabara, where we walked into that store and saw those. Um, do you remember I bought us those boxes of Pokemon cards because they were the the shiny ones? Yeah, they were like shiny GX cards. They were limited edition at the time. Yeah, and I think it was like a shiny. Is it a shiny guaranteed? I I don't think it was guaranteed, but like. No, it's a GX guaranteed in each pack. That's what it was. Yeah. And you were like, you had the potential to get a bunch of shiny Pokemon. And these cards were like, at the time, they were like the rarest cards in the Japanese set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we found a place that happened to be selling them and they had boxes of them. And it was our final day. Literally, we were like going to fly out the next day or something. So I walked in there and I walked up to the guy and I asked him how much is a box? And he told me. And so Pepe standing there watching me thinking, oh, I'm just going to get a box for myself and split it or something, or he's going to watch me open these packs. And I go <laughs> to the guy, give me two boxes. 
Pepe is obviously standing there kind of confused, like, geez, how much money are you spending? I yeah. get it. And then I hand Pepe a box. I go, here you go, mate. I bought us both a box. <laughs> I'll be forever grateful for Nathan for buying me a box of those fucking cars. I mean, that's like one of the reasons why I also, also bought you a skewer to like sort of <laughs> like a meat skewer to be <laughs> kind of making up for it a little bit because I was like, mate, you didn't have to. It's, it's a skewer. <laughs> All I will say is, at the time, if it was a one-to-one, one pound for a hundred yen, I spent two hundred pounds. Yeah, it is a lot, and I didn't realize that until about a year later when I came home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's like one of those ones where it's like, um, like at the time. We were very invested in the Pokemon cards when we were out there. Oh, God. We bought so many Pokemon cards that trip. Like, if we had, like, a spare, like, what is it, 300 yen or something, that oh, I'll buy a pack of Pokemon cards. Like, But that's because if you go into a Pokemon center, they sell them for, like, a pound. Yeah. Whereas over here, if if you try to buy a packet of Pokemon cards, you're probably spending two or three quid for one packet. It's, it's, it's five pound for a pack of Pokemon cards. Is it? Is it yeah, five pound. Jesus. Is it? Oh, my God. No wonder why we bought so many. It is expensive, yeah. Because like, and granted, we we bought loads of the Detective Pikachu ones because at the time, Detective <laughs> Pikachu had just released in cinemas. So we, like, I think, if I went through all my Pokemon card collection from Japan right now, I know for a fact there's going to be like cubes of these Pokemon cards that we had. Some of them are going to be rarer than others, but the Detective Pikachu cards, I know, I think we had a, like a few doubles in that because we were just trying to collect them all because we could. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did collect all the Detective Pikachu cards, the whole set. I feel like that is the main point of us collecting Pokemon cards in that trip. It's because we could. It is literally. They were cheap and it was just spending pocket change, literally pocket change. Yeah. You'd reach it. We would literally reach into our pockets and be like, oh, I got like 200 yen here. I could go to the vending machine and buy a drink or we could buy some Pokemon cards. And it was always Pokemon cards. <laughs> There's a one point where, like, I think we, it was so bad, I, ca- I can't believe we did it. But we scraped up all of our, like, like 10 yen coins and stuff like that. What we call this in the UK is shrapnel. Shrapnel, yeah. <laughs> it's the equivalent of going up to the cashier with pennies. Yeah. And being hey, let's get this. We went up to that cashier with in the Pokemon Center. We sent one of our friends in with basically two handfuls of shrapnel, 10 yen or less. So 10 yen coins, 5 yen coins, and like single yen coins. Yeah. <laughs> and this poor cashier, like Japanese cashiers normally have this little tray you put the money on and then they'll put your change on it so that you don't have to exchange with your hands. Yeah. That thing was filled and luckily they've got a machine that counts it all they're they're like cash registers are something different they have some future shit right yeah it's got like a little <laughs> conveyor belt and this poor woman had to just pour all this shit into this machine i'm pretty sure another employee came over just to laugh at us yeah because they could not believe that these gaijin were doing this <laughs> it is absurd what like it's just because we had all of it left over it literally was that hey but we came out with like three packets of pokemon cards <laughs> we did, <laughs> and we also had this. Granted, this is between five people. This shrapnel was between five people. We have three packs of Pokemon cards, and then we just stood there like, okay, so we've got to split this between us. <laughs> so, <laughs> luckily, two of them didn't care. So, three of us who did care got a packet <laughs> each. <laughs> absurd! Absolutely absurd. It is. It's one of the dumber things we did that holiday. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much summed up like, a lot of our Akihabara side of stuff. Well, see, that that memory isn't even in Akihabara. That was in Yokohama. That was in Yokohama. Yeah, that was in Yokohama. There was, like, there's, like uh, we visited... 
How many different Pokemon centers? There must have been. Uh, let's see. We went to Sky Tree. Sky Tree. Uh, Sunshine City. We went Yokohama to Yokohama, Kyoto. We only went to four. I think yeah, we hit up four. We hit up four Pokemon centers. Yeah, we only went to four, but because the sec the last week we were there, the second half of the trip when we were back in Tokyo, we actually the place we stayed at was up the road from sky tree literally it was round the corner so we were in that pokemon center like every day it was yeah literally we'd get breakfast there we'd go like get dinner there that sky tree shopping mall was like pretty much where we spent a lot of our time in the second half of there yeah <laughs> again it's because it was right next to us so why not like a lot of the things you would want and need are just right there so why not there was like it had um what was it? it had a uniqlo there as well so granted we i think at the time they had a range of One Piece t-shirts and they had a range of Monster Hunter t-shirts, I believe. Yeah, and I think they had some uh, Street Fighter ones that were on sale. Yeah, that was it as well. There's there's quite a few different range of t-shirts. So uh, again, if you show your passport in those places as well, you get like tax off. Yeah. So like... It's not always worth it though. They're, they're tax free for uh, tourists because you always think you'll save a lot of money and then it will come back even though you spent the equivalent of let's say 30 quid you'll get like eight pounds back yeah or something or it might not even be <laughs> that like uh on my first trip when i went to universal studios i spent if it was one-to-one -one, i spent 68 pounds and i saved four pounds <laughs> yeah it's uh so you, in that instance it's like why did i tax break because that doesn't <laughs> that's basically nothing yeah, so sometimes it's like, depends how much you want to go for it. True. But yeah, there was that. There was also a jump store in uh, Skytree as well. And I remember I there I bought uh, a Dragon Ball tie. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Uh, I got, uh, and at the time, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, wasn't actually big at all. And uh, I think it was like just a little bit of like, is gaining popularity, but it wasn't massive. Well, I think because the anime had only it was either just coming out or just come out it hadn't even come out it, that was a point where like i think it was just popular in the magazine and that was it oh fair so it was literally one of those ones where <laughs> uh I, I got a uh, demon slayer cleaning cloth because that was literally all the demon slayer stuff they had it was cleaning cloths and chopsticks so <laughs> i will say though to those fans who don't know when you go to Japan, their idea of merchandise is different than your <laughs> idea, right? Because you yeah. don't know, normally people think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get loads of the figurines and stuff. Unless that franchise is super popular when you're there, you're not going to see a lot of figures, right? Mostly what they like are like keychains. Oh, so many keychains. Yeah. Chopsticks, uh, you know, acrylic stands. Like a lot of the stuff that over here we would just call trash. Although I do remember the one of uh, I did lie earlier. There's one other piece of Demon Slayer merch I did see. It was uh, Tanjiro's um, box that he carries Nezuko in. Oh yeah, but it is a backpack version of that. But I think that that cost like an absurd amount of money. It was only tiny as well, so I was like, it's impractical. It's a square backpack. <laughs> a lot of your typical Japanese merchandise, at least for those of us in the West, the, the, us in the UK, we call that tap. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of just really random stuff that you're just like, okay, like someone would buy me this because they know I like anime, but they don't know which one, and they just got me a keychain or something. Yeah, or a bag hanger or something. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, for a lot of us in the West, we have a misconception of what, like, what the merch is like over there. You get sorely disappointed. You will do because <laughs> I did. It, you either gonna be finding stuff which is awesome. 
or it's going to be absolutely awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go, you go find the best thing or the worst thing. <laughs> you're either going to go over there and be like, oh, cool, I got a t-shirt, a backpack, this, that, and the other. Or you're going to be like, why are there so many clear files? What the fuck is that about? Yeah. Oh, my God, the clear files. <laughs> so many clear files. I forgot about that. Yeah, like you get stuff like that. It's like stationary and all this like random shit or badges or something. And I'm like, that's cool if you're into that, but I'm not. A lot of this is just trash. I remember um, when I went out the first time as a big Nisekoi fan uh, and during the time where the second season of the anime was airing, uh, I thought, oh, there's going to be loads of Nisekoi stuff about that. It's a popular anime. At this point, it's got a second season and stuff. And I went over there and I think the most Nisekoi stuff I could find at the time were literally, like you said, like uh, keychains and like bag hangers and stuff like that. I think I only came away like with, I think it was a CD set, which I bought in Tower Records, uh, which was like a like Blu-ray sort of thing. And that was literally it. Like, there's, it's like you said, there's it's few and far between of what <laughs> what you go get out there in terms of a fan. Like, because again, there's so many anime out there as well. Yeah, they their cycle is like a hundred times faster than ours as well. Yeah, you be be prepared is what we have to say about that. <laughs> like, obviously, when you like what like Dragon Ball and One Piece stuff, like you know, you go find stuff easily. Yeah. One Piece is fucking everywhere when you go out there. One Piece, One Piece seems timeless over there. Yeah, like I'll say this: like in my first trip to Japan, like every literally every city I went to, every store had One Piece, something One Piece related in there. It was the same when I first went as well. But like, this is the one thing: like I uh, in my first trip as well, I went to Koyasan, right, uh, which is up in the mountains. There was a temple there. Me and friends stayed with some monks, and this this Koyasan literally is devoid of any commercialization <laughs> it is literally it's like your old tiny sort of <laughs> japanese village there's like little there's a little bar that closes at like eight o'clock at night there's um and that was literally the latest they opened like everything else closed at five and me and my friend were like oh god we gotta find something to do so we just like we ended up like although we were staying at the temple we were also like oh it's quite early still we want to do some stuff and literally the whole the whole city was closed by five apart from this one bar but going back to what i was saying this place is void of any commercialization. However, I went into this one gift shop, right? And there's no other anime stuff. Like, this place is just, like, it's just what you need. It's your groceries. It's your, like, maybe some knickknacks. That's it. Religious stuff. However, <laughs> One Piece still exists in this uncommercialized place. I found a religious Luffy, like, bag hanger. That is, granted, it was the only One Piece related thing I found out. Well, only anime related thing I found out there. But it was Luffy with some prayer beads. Oh <laughs> no my God. And I was like, why is this here? Well, if like One Piece cannot like Japan cannot escape One Piece. That is one thing. And it was just there. I <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be able to find it again. This One Piece bag hanger, but it existed. One Piece no matter where you go, One Piece will find you. Uh, yeah, again, in, in Japan at least for now, it's like the timeless thing. Even the first <laughs> trip I took, it was everywhere. Yeah. And I was still in all commercial areas, mostly in Tokyo and a little bit of Osaka, but like it was still everywhere that I went. Yeah. You can't escape One Piece. Although it was cool going to the Mugiwara store, the One Piece store oh, in Shibuya. That was cool. That was cool. Um, It's more like somewhere to go and look. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, the first time I went, I think the Mugiwara store is closed now, I believe, isn't it? Or at least relocated, if not. 
But when I went there, I remember I bought a one-piece tie, I believe, which was a uh, 2D free Y tie, so a reference to the time skip. And it's, it's one of my favorite ties of all time. I mean, the first time I went there, I bought you a tie because you asked me to. <laughs> yeah, you, you bought me the only tie that was available, I feel, which was the Trafalgar Law one. Yeah, there were like two... And one of them looked crap, so I just bought you the nicest one. So, <laughs> I don't know how it's happened, but every time one of us has been to Japan, Pepe gets a tie out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, honestly, I don't even wear, like, I don't know, I'm wearing a few more suits than I used to. That's a, that's a thing that comes out of Japan, Pepe ties. <laughs> <laughs> or some sort of fashion, anyway. I realise we talked about Tokyo quite a bit, and we've mentioned some other places we've been to. Like, so, um, let's just list off where we've actually been to in Japan, just so people actually know where we've been. Cool. We on our trip. We went to Tokyo Kanazawa, which is round the east side, the east coast. Yes, yeah, it's a lot, a lot quieter. Kanazawa. It's a really lovely place. Uh, um... Oh, it's super nice. It's like a smaller city. It's like, I don't want to say up and coming, but like I guess not many people go there at the moment. No. But it, they should. It's really, really nice there. They really don't. I think I just like it's such a difference compared to Tokyo though. Because Tokyo is very much like, oh, it's busy city. Everyone's trying to get somewhere. It's like the equivalent of London, just like it's all very busy. It's all very move, move, move. Well it's it's because Tokyo is the concrete jungle, whereas Kanazawa is a city, but it's also steeped in history. They've got the geisha district and it used to be a samurai town. Yeah. So there's still quite a lot of historical buildings that were once occupied by samurai way back when like even our airbnb host is from a, a samurai family oh man he was so cool that, Air, oh, that yeah. airbnb was so lovely as well he he was awesome he was so good he was so nice to us and his place was really nice mm -hmm. and right across the street from a bunch of samurai houses <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was really cool i really enjoyed that um like it was a small city it wasn't that busy either which was just lovely it was just yeah but you still had enough nightlife 100%. Yeah, we did. Um, we went to a few bars and restaurants, didn't we? Yeah, we went to Izakaya um, and there were plenty on the way to the center of town from our Airbnb. Yeah. I do remember that one night we went to the Izakaya and we came back and for some reason we decided to West Side Story our way down the street. And we, <laughs> we scared the shit out of some Japanese woman. We didn't even notice. One of our friends was like, did you see that woman dash down that street? Bit a bit more story to that. So basically, it is a dark alleyway, very dim lighting right now, and is at the time it was four of us, like all roughly like above five foot ten, all of us are, and <laughs> we were like, oh, they had a few bits to drink, and we were just like, hey, let's do the finger clicking thing. Yeah. And literally, it's four people in a row walking, and this woman turns in, and she looks at us <laughs> while we're doing the <laughs> finger clicking, <laughs> and she just turns. And I feel so sorry for that woman, but it's like literally four, <laughs> four foreigners just walking towards her, clicking oh, fingers. It's just a real thing. No one expects to see that in a dark alley. <laughs> Even in the UK, you wouldn't expect to see that. <laughs> Nowhere would. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a bit of context in Kanazawa. Um, we did more than just freak out locals there, but um, that was probably one of the most memorable things we did. That was, that, that's, that's good. Um, as well in Kanazawa, uh, got mentioned we uh, visited to, uh, we made a little visit to um, Ken Rokuen Park. Yeah. Which is at the time, I don't know if it still is, but it was uh, the third, rated the first most third most beautiful garden in Japan. I do have to admit, it was pretty bloody beautiful when we went. 
we were blessed by good weather as well. Like, we were blessed oh, yeah. by good weather the whole time we were in Japan. Like May time, it was like sort of still considered quite cold over there at that time, even though it was twenty two degrees, and that's pretty much our like spring summer weather <laughs> for us. Not like, but I mean, what when we went? At least when we were in Kanazawa, I think most days it averaged the high 20s, low 30s. Yeah. And that's like not even the highest. Like sometimes I, we're in peak summer in Japan. It is roasting. Oh, <laughs> my first trip to Japan was in the summer, like towards the tail end of summer. I think I went like July, August time. God, man. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a nightmare. Yeah, I, I can only imagine how hot it gets out there, and I do not envy that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, my first trip, I think the temperatures in Tokyo averaged about 36 to 37 degrees. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> Celsius, by the way, for anyone who, Americans who use Fahrenheit, 36 Celsius. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we we're blessed by good weather the whole time. I think it was raining like a couple of days. Uh, yeah, when we were in Kyoto, it rained a couple of times. It got a bit humid, but not too bad. But that that's a good thing about Japan, though, because even if it starts raining, like pissing it down, you can go into a small little shop and buy an umbrella for <laughs> what is a hundred yen, and you don't even care if you lose it, that because it's all the transparent umbrella, like umbrellas in japan i feel like you can just leave it somewhere and someone else will take it yeah but that's also a weird like minor crime as well like people just don't think too much about umbrellas over there so people just tend to grab whatever they see but you yeah. know some people in japan have like fancy umbrellas like they pay for it like uv and all that pattern they like and it's like a weird minor crime I mean, you'd hope that no one's taking the good umbrellas. <laughs> like, you, you know, like, for a fact that those uh, clear see-through ones, you know someone's picked it up in, like, a 7-Eleven for, like, literally dirt cheap. So, yeah, I feel like you, <laughs> if you're going to take an umbrella that isn't yours or you mistake it, like, it's, go for the clear ones. Don't, don't <laughs> like, well, I'm not advocating stealing, <laughs> especially not in Japan. I feel like it's, like, any, any crime in Japan, you're going to get, like, done. Oh, if you're a foreigner uh, in Japan and you're, don't do any crime or get near <laughs> any crime because the police are going to nick you first before anyone else uh, yeah like just like do what you just be an upstanding citizen that's all you have to do just be a normal person in japan don't fucking do mad stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like just like clear umbrellas they're 100 yen you can find them in a random convenience store just... or you can be like me and in kyoto walk around with an umbrella um open but still walk around in your shorts because it was <laughs> supposed to be hot that day and um, walk into the convenience store to buy an ice cream and have everyone stare at you down the street because you're a madman in the cold water eating ice cream. It's so hard to tell what, what the weather's going to be like because that was the one thing we were out there. We, although we were blessed by good weather majority of the time, we were prepared for the good weather a lot of the time as well. Yeah. So when it started raining unexpectedly, you would just be in your shorts like, okay, shit, <laughs> what am I going to do? I think the main point was that I was walking down the street and it was cold that day. I did feel cold, but, you know, we walked into a convenience store and I went, oh, I'm just going to buy a Coolish. Yeah, Coolish is fine. Like, Coolish is good. This is like this is one thing about convenience stores as well. There's so many cool random bits in there. Like I came out with like, I, I went to so many different convenience stores and every time I came out with Karage. <laughs> i think you you can vouch for this that i definitely had a fried chicken skewer every single day when i was out in japan yeah uh i wasn't much better though i was right next to you with a uh, a jumbo american dog as they call it or a corn dog uh, me and pepe <laughs> ate terribly on purpose though yeah at the same time i think we were we were like this from the start like before we went out there we were like 
my main goal wasn't even to buy like merchandise or games or whatever. My main goal for saving up was I want to eat as much delicious food as possible. Yeah, same. And I'm just going to do that. All my money's going on food. All my all my money basically went on junk food because I was like, Japanese junk food just tastes different. I like it. It's so good. Like if if you're in the UK, right, and you saw fried chicken in a convenience store. In like your local corner shop, you'd be like, I'm not eating that. I'm not touching. Yeah, I ain't eating that. I'm going to get salmon from that. But Japanese convenience stores hit different because you can get fries, you can get chicken, you can get jumbo dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you can get any, you can, you can literally buy a whole chicken fillet in the, like fried chicken in like convenience store. No one bat an eyelid. Like you just eat that stuff. Like croquettes, they're there. Like chicken, there's like, uh, was it all like chicken fries? They'll even give you hot water for your uh, your cup noodle that you bought there and then. It's like, they, they hit different, man. You can buy a lot. You can live off convenience store food in Japan. And I did. Wouldn't recommend it. but <laughs> like, but... I, I lived off a lot of convenience store stuff the first time and the second time that I went with. Like, it's just very, it's in the name. It's convenient right <laughs> like yeah 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 and they've got all the staples there and you know you go in there you get your rice ball you get your fucking crisps or whatever and you get your ice cream or your desserts and your drinks like they got everything yeah oh god remember when we were uh i think it was like our first day when we got in japan or like the second day and we were like oh let's get some drinks let's get some alcohol in right and uh we just saw these cans that look like it's like orange like oh. like an alcoholic orange thing and it was like they're like pretty big cans as well it's not like tiny cans and we got back to the airbnb and we looked we sat there and looked and it was like it's 13 percent in this one can you talk it uh, yeah the strong zeros <laughs> Yeah, strong zero. And like, we looked at it like, did we mean to pick this up? <laughs> did, <laughs> did we know how strong this is going to be? I've had strong zero before that. I had strong zero my first trip. Yeah. But I didn't realize that was a strong zero. I think that was a different brand, but it was the same thing. Yeah. But it was like, I, I remember opening it and drinking it. I was like, this tastes like orange, but you can definitely taste the alcohol in this as well. And it was like borderline paint stripper. Yeah, <laughs> and like I drank the whole thing, and I'm pretty sure because I had so much fried food as well, I was pretty much fine after it. <laughs> I don't think, like, um, I know for a fact that like you were zonked out every like every evening. Yeah, but that's because on that trip I lived a completely different life. Right, we would go to bed a bit earlier than I normally would, and we'd get up way earlier than I ever get up. Right? Yeah. We'd get up at like 9 o'clock every day, whereas in my average life, I would get up at like 1 p.m. Yeah. And it's every day we would get up and have a full day of adventure. We were nonstop, right? We were always on the go. We were always doing something, always going somewhere, mm -hmm. which is the complete opposite to my everyday life where I get up and I go to work <laughs> or I get up and then I go and do some stuff on the computer and I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so that, yeah, every day we'd come back, you know, I'd have loads of fun. But as soon as my head hit that pillow, I was out. I remember you telling me before we were like, before we went there, you're like, oh, I'll usually just watch YouTube while I sleep or whatever. So I thought, like, because we were sharing a room, I think it was in Kanazawa. Like, um, I was just like, oh, okay, like, he's probably gonna like be awake for like I don't know, twenty minutes or like, half an hour or what, an hour or whatever, and then he'll fall asleep. I remember I got into bed like after brushing my teeth, 
and you were gone. Like you, <laughs> like you, you, I left you for five minutes, and you were gone. Like you was like. <laughs> the thing was, I remember one of our first nights in Tokyo. You, me, and our friend were sharing a room, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember we had to discuss something about the next morning. No, it was the Pokemon. You remember when we were trying to get those Pokemon Go tickets for one of our? Oh yeah, that was it. That was it. It was like for like a Pokemon Go Safari event somewhere. It wasn't the UK. It was like I think it was. I think it was like our in Germany friend. or something. Yeah, our friend, our friend needed it. Yeah, we weren't going, but like, and we were helping him, and I was barely awake that whole time. And as soon as we were like confirmed, got it, I was out. I put my phone down. And I just fell asleep. You were gone in a minute. Like <laughs> me and my mate were just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally less than a minute. You like your head hit the pillow. Like, I, I think I was out within the <laughs> second I turned over to go to sleep. Like I just, all I remember was I put my phone down, and then next thing I know, I'm awake. It's the next morning. I had no idea what happened in between. I remember like that was the evening though. That I think I. I think it, was, it might have been before we had to go to um, Kanazawa because we were in Tokyo at the time. Oh, it might have been a different night. But I got up in the middle of the night, right? And I in the Airbnb, I was just like, oh, I'm thirsty. I want to go get a drink or whatever. Me being the fucking Western guy, I was like, I'll just get a drink from the tap or whatever. And literally, I get up, go get a drink from the tap, drink it, put the glass down, try and go back to sleep. I think within the next half hour, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, God. Literally, I think um, I, I like the tap water basically fucked me up because I just I, it's just like force a habit just drink from the tap and that affected me for the whole of the next half day in Kanazawa as well because I think we were getting the bullet train I was not in a good way. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah, no, because I did feel like I was like, hey, something's wrong with you, but I don't know. I thought maybe you just didn't sleep well or something. Oh uh, no, I did not. I was not in a good way. Um, I, I remember I bought my. Uh, I bought my stuff, which was I think someone gave me like some sort of like someone gave me some sort of paracetamol or something. I was like I was getting there. I was on the way, road to recovery, but I was in a shit way. <laughs> Luckily, train station food did help me because I had my soba sandwich. <laughs> I had uh, a bottle of uh, Pocari sweat. Oh god! And I had my chip stars, and that's all I needed, and that was good. Ugh. You don't like Pocari Sweat, do you? Like, I don't like Pocari Sweat or Chip Stars. Chip Stars is like a Japanese like knockoff Pringles, and they're not as good. And Pocari Sweat is just weird. I don't know how it happened, but like Pocari Sweat, just I always just go for it, man. Like I had it on my first trip, and I, I was obsessed. I was like, I'd, any like random vending machine that sold it, hundred yen or hundred fifty yen or whatever, pop that in, get my bottle of Pocari Sweat, sorted. See, I did that on my first trip because. You had talked about it so much. And I was like, cool, I'll try this thing. And I was stood at the local train station and there it was in the vending machine. It was a hot ass day, right? I think it was like 37 degrees or something. Beaming, no clouds. I'm like, oh, Pepe said this Picari sweat stuff's good. Went and bought one. Instant regret. I was like, man, <laughs> never. By this point in time in my first trip, I had not experienced wasting money in Japan yet. I was like, everything is a hit. That was the first miss. And I was so disappointed because I had to keep drinking this thing because the train had just arrived. And I was like, I'm now stuck with this until I get to Shibuya. And the whole time I was cursing your name, you know, I was like, what the fuck is Pepe talking about? This stuff is gross. What is this? I, lo oh, I love that. That was, that was such a good vibe. But however, okay, let's, I guess, go the opposite, complete opposite in terms of drinks options, right? Because I never had peach water when I was out the first time. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, yeah, here we go. This is the first thing I bought on the second trip. Yeah, like, literally, this is, like, us going from the airport to our Airbnb. 
it's literally we haven't even left the airport yet like we're literally going to the platform yeah of the train station at the airport and i happened to see <laughs> iloha's peach flavored water in the vending machine and i had it on my first trip so i knew it was good because you had it and then one of our other friends took your like op show he's like oh, okay cool i'll get that as well so, and then everyone ended up with peach water <laughs> It, like everyone ended up having it because they were like, oh my God, this is so good. And honestly, I do, I, I agree with you. That peach water was incredible. Like that is like one of the best drinks. I don't regret that peach water ever. And on our yeah. second trip, you could often see me with two bottles, one in my hand and one on my bag <laughs> for when I finished the one in my hand. I was good. Uh, I was alternating between that sort of thing. It, like if, like my drinks in Japan were literally, it's either going to be peach water, it's going to be Pakari sweat, or if in the evening, I'm going to go for a choya. Which is uh, Umeshu. Yeah, God, you drank a lot of choya. I, I had a lot of chew highs. Yeah. In, like, in the evening, like it would just be one of those ones where like we, we, when we're done with it for the day, we're like, let's get some alcohol in. Yeah, we always went to the kombini to get some drinks. Yeah. Oh, like little, those little cans of choya that Umeshu is just like, yes, spot on. <laughs> Love that. Um, and yeah, what was the chew high again? What kind of alcohol is chew high? Chuhai is basically uh, in the UK we call them alco pops. So they, oh, you know, they're, they're like four yeah, percent, yeah. very fruity. You can barely taste the alcohol. So I'd always buy a couple of them, different flavors. Like, and Japan just knows how to do fruit flavored things. So it does. Yeah, I don't know what what, what kind of sugar they're putting in that, but like, it's, <laughs> it's sugary and they taste good. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Again, we're on holiday, so we're not we're not going to be like looking out for our waistline or whatever. Obviously. Oh, clearly not. Because again, like we said before, like <laughs> along with the peach water, none of these people that were, like Pepe and the other friends that went with me the second time, apparently none of you had tried Cornish before. Oh yeah, and I ate copious amounts of Cornish the first and second time. I lived off a of Cornish, right? So the second time when I'm with Pepe, I'm like, "Have you guys had this stuff? Like, it's really good." It sounds bad on paper, right? Because you explain it and it's ice cream in a packet. And that sounds terrible because in every other country, that would be god awful. Yeah. But some reason, Cornish is amazing. Is it actually ice cream? Yeah. Because I, when I had it, I, did, I didn't realize it was ice cream. I thought it was like a sort of, it's a very slushy. So it's soft serve, but in a bag. I didn't realize that because I, I mainly had the lemon Coolish, right? Oh yeah. That one is, um, I think, Matsuya cider flavor. Yeah. So, if anything, I thought it was like a it, like I related it more to a slush puppy. Yeah, that makes sense. I I think because the fruit flavored ones are a little more like a slushy. Because even the pineapple one, the one I ate the most and the best one, the pineapple one was good. Yeah, that was a good one. Right, that one was also kind of like a slushy, but it's actually soft serve. It's closer to soft serve. Okay, I'm like okay, going off like more food stuff. Um, I'm going to debunk one of the myths that everyone like goes on about in uh, in japan and the uk right okay because everyone everyone like before i went to before i went to japan it was like oh my god kfc is so good out in japan it's so good it's like the best thing ever oh god no it's not it really like, honestly like like the fact that they go to kfc for a christmas dinner is i understand why because it's a market employee yeah but literally if you say that kfc is better in japan than it is here you don't know what you're talking about you're wrong because Granted, KFC here is like, I wouldn't class it as amazing food anyway. It's decent if you wanted some fast food fried chicken. Yeah. But like this KFC, right, that I went to, it might have been my single experience. I doubt, I don't think it is. Um, I got a uh, drumstick from there and I had a like, typical burger stuff. And it was, 
it was like okay at best. Yeah. Like the chi- that was some greasy chicken, you know. Like I was not like KFC's greasy normally. This is extra greasy. It's like like the grease is like peeking through the fucking paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like this. Like I I did not have a good And it's expensive. I did not have a good experience there. Yeah, for what it was, definitely not worth it. It was like smaller than what we normally have in the UK and I think almost twice the price. Yeah. And you waited forever for it as well. It just KFC in Japan was not good. Like a hundred percent with you on that. Yeah, I doubt it was the just the Skytree branch either, because like the Skytree at the end of the day, they go have a good KFC. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know any other branch of KFC in Japan though. I swear I only ever really saw it at Skytree. There was one there's one in Akihabara and it has the uh, kernel outside. I don't it's quite a famous one, I think. Is it? I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it's like down one of the side streets, I think. I think it's not too far from Oh, okay, that makes sense. I probably didn't see it when I was going down there. But yeah, there was that. Uh, there was, um, like, again, like, we tried these different places just because it's Japanese versions of them. So we had a McDonald's feast as well. So we tried a lot of the random McDonald's stuff out in Japan. Yeah, it, it was pretty standard. McDonald's is McDonald's everywhere around the world. Yeah, I don't think it was like, I, I would, I'd put on the same level. It's cool yeah. to have the other bits. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, you have to go to Japanese McDonald's. It's amazing. It's, like, it's just a typical McDonald's. Like, if you go to Spain McDonald's, you're going to have like a weird different things every now and then. But The only thing for McDonald's, and this goes for anywhere in the world, the only reason I'd say go to McDonald's wherever you go in the world is just to eat the items that aren't in your home country. 100%, yeah. That's it. Because they've got different stuff all over the place. And in Japan, you know, we had like Ebby burgers and stuff like prawn burgers and all the... Yeah. We tried all the stuff that wasn't available to us in the UK. But that's what I feel like you should do. It's like typical McDonald's stuff, isn't it? Like there's a shaka shaka chicken and stuff like that, which is basically chicken and they give you some powder. Yeah. And it's like, like not dubious powder, I must say. It's <laughs> 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 some, some cocaine with your fried chicken, good sir. No, it's like a cheese powder or I think you can get paprika powder. Yeah. And you basically put your chicken in a bag, you fold it over with, uh, pour the powder in, fold it over, you shake it, and then it's chicken covered in cheese flavor or whatever flavor. Yeah. Or like your typical like chicken teriyaki burger or something. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's standard stuff. It's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's McDonald's. It's what you expect, but still try it. Although one of my, I feel like one of my best dining experiences in Japan, the first time I went and the second time I went, uh, was... Uh, it's a ramen bar in Kyoto. Oh yeah, that place was so good. That Kyoto ramen bar. Uh, it's Wajoryo Men Sugari. Yes, and like honestly, if I think if anyone goes to Japan, I always, always, always recommend them if they're going to Kyoto to try this place because honestly, like the queue outside, it's it's so hidden as well. Like the door is about four foot tall, so if you <laughs> you have to crouch down to get in. When when Pepe took me to this place when pepe and our friend took me i thought we were walking into somebody's house or someone's garden (laughs) because it does look like you're just walking through someone's back door or whatever (laughs) the the only signage this is a ramen place is literally one of those like small signs that they put outside doorways and that was it it has no like big sign on the big on the restaurant or whatever it's like you just go into this place right yeah i do appreciate though that they've got one of those ordering machines oh yeah where you just buy the tickets and it does have english option as well so you don't have to freak out so yeah you you walk into this restaurant you put your order in through the machine and granted this restaurant is tiny as well yeah so when you're sitting and eating your ramen you've literally got like maybe 12 15 people max in the restaurant yeah 
and you're basically like it's just a bar pretty much and you're just sat yeah. with whoever's there at the time they ask you how many people in your party quote unquote and if it's too many at the time you have to wait a lot of the single diners will get to go first it was also important to note they don't just serve ramen there we had the option to get sukimen which is noodles on the side with the thick broth and you could dip this into the thing had i known that i would have tried that but i went for the standard ramen i think you went for the standard ramen as well didn't you yeah, because that's what I had last time. But the Sukimen is actually what they're famous for. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Which I, I think ah. like I should have gone for the Sukimen. But I had the ramen last time and I knew what I was getting was going to be awesome. So I just kept it like... Oh man, I wanted. I was, the thing is, after we came back, I learned what sukimen or skimen is, and ah, uh, knowing that I went to a place that serves skimen and I didn't try it really bums me out. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that like, like granted, I had a brilliant experience at that restaurant. Regardless, I think it's the best like ramen I've ever had. Yeah, I I could easily agree with that. That was the best ramen that I've had. Yeah, because like basically they have like free menu options basically, and what you do is like you customize what else you want in it. Yeah. So like I had like extra beef in mine and stuff, and I had like a boiled uh, egg, boiled egg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what you had in your one if you had much different. I think I did the same. Yeah. I think I pretty much all my extra was was the egg actually. Yeah. Because I think I just wanted to try what a standard bowl was like. But that was uh, honestly. Highly recommend this restaurant, or like I'd recommend anyone to go there. Oh yeah, definitely. If I was ever in Kyoto again, I'd go there again. Yeah, we've also been to an Indian in Kyoto. We went to an Indian <laughs> restaurant, which is quite is quite fun. Uh, I okay, yeah, I wasn't so impressed with that choice that night, just because. Were you not? No, well, because my thinking is right. We've flown across the world. We yeah. could have gone to all these other restaurants, <laughs> and for some reason, we went to an Indian curry. Yeah, which the the uk is known for and they basically <laughs> serve all the same things i ate the same thing i have back home so i just flew across the world to have the same thing i could have eaten at home i think i mean mainly did it for the meme i think that was it, it was just like oh it's an indian in japan okay well see that's an inside joke meme between you and our friend who went your first night <laughs> but again that night i was just like i'm not impressed <laughs> I, I i'm pretty sure i was audibly and visibly annoyed Okay, I had a good time. I thought food was good. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, that was one of the only downsides. Like in Kyoto, we also went for Okonomiyaki. That was great. <sighs> that was so good. That was a good that was a good Okonomiyaki. That was a good one. Yeah, and like that was the night we went karaoke as well. Always some standard Japanese fun. You sang fucking deja vu there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, running through the 90s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was deja vu. I tried to, at least. I sort of started running out of breath, and also my throat was dry because I was drinking too much beer. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> the, drink just, the drink just kept on coming, that karaoke place. That was great. Like that, that was a fun night as well. Like We did a lot of stuff like that. Like Also in Kyoto, we went to Fushimi and Ari. Yes, we did. That's pretty standard. I almost died there. Yeah, it's a big little, it's a big hike up a mountain. Yeah. But it's nice. I enjoyed it. Like, it's good for, considering we were just full of convenience store food. <laughs> also, that day, we were not blessed with good weather. Do you remember? That was nah, the day we went that to. Was... We just arrived. We dropped our stuff off at the Airbnb. It was raining and humid. None of us were dressed for climbing a mountain. No. Nah. Like, 
and we did the two hour hike up there like i said i almost died up there because there's not there's not a lot of vending machines and stuff and every checkpoint or like rest area is just filled with people because it is tiring and no one expects it to be that tiring yeah the further up we go up the mountain like the less people you'll find but um also there are some vending machines but they charge double the price for drinks yeah so you'll you'll end up spending like what was it 300 400 yen on a drink yeah like so it's um and when you when you spend your whole time buying drinks for 100 yen or like 150 you're like eh. yeah you don't want to fork out <laughs> double <laughs> yeah uh so that's one of the things but no that, that was a good time I, I enjoyed that there's loads of uh gates there which is nice yeah it's a pretty that's a pretty standard thing to do though as a tourist like most people know about fushimi and ari even if they don't know the name it's the mountain with all the red gates going up it yeah that's a that's a vibe uh i, I quite like that Although, yeah as you said the weather wasn't blessed for us we also went to a <laughs> monkey park in kyoto yeah dude the monkey park was awesome yeah that was cool uh like it's it's basically you go up there you like uh you pay for some nuts and fruit and stuff like that yeah and you go into a little hut where you can feed monkeys through the mesh wire and stuff and yeah it's cute yeah that was it it was a nice view that day was also um i think a tiny bit overcast but it hadn't rained yet no it's still humid it was like that's that's the one thing even on those overcast days it was humid as hell so yeah <laughs> you wear light clothing but somewhat protective bring an umbrella with you <laughs> <laughs> what else did we do we went to uh in the same sort of area not quite kyoto we went to nara as well we went to the that deer sanctuary essentially deer park yeah and th- that was actually pretty cool that was cute like, it, like it's really nice because you can like there's a, hundreds and hundreds of deer there and they'll be chilling uh, and you can feed them crackers, but you have to, or biscuits even. But before you do that, you have to nod and then they'll nod back and then they give them the, give them the biscuit. Although it is funny thinking like we did that. And then when everything happened to the world, all the articles about those deers, like who were so used to people being around feeding them mm. that when all the people disappeared, they took over the city to look for food. <laughs> <I did. laughs> so it's literally like there's like apocalypse kind of stories but yeah that's funny though like the, the deer are like we can expand well it's because they're just hungry in it like when you're there they're kind of docile minus the ones that would like sort of lightly headbutt you to give them food even though you got nothing <laughs> but like that was cool to see like once you've been there and you're just sort of like man they were so nice though to think that they would take over a city and just start rampaging because there's no food <laughs> is hilarious to me yeah that was good there's also a temple there as well where it has like um, oh yeah that was there. um you remember what it was that's one of i think i can't remember what it's called but that's one of the four um four famous buddha statues in japan i believe like yeah, um, there's four like huge. super huge famous ones and that was one of them yeah that's really cool like, apologies i can't remember the name of it but we am sure i'll put it yeah that's um that was oversight on our our end <laughs> but yeah uh there's that um also forgot to mention that when we were in tokyo obviously we went to yokohama yeah we went to the cup noodle museum cup noodle museum which was fun i love that that was a good little uh <laughs> good little um time out there that was a fun little excursion we we did the custom uh cup noodles as well yeah made our own cup noodles we paid to do that yeah i still have mine i still have mine as well i haven't opened it it's like <laughs> anyone that comes into my flat will probably look at this it's on my <laughs> shelf as well so <laughs> if anyone comes down sits down like there's a pot noodle there and i'm like ah <laughs> it's not just any 
pot uh, noodle. I customize that know. one. Thank you very it's, much. It's about, yeah, I'm pretty sure what's in mine. I believe there is curry flavored with it's got spices in it, uh, like dried chilies and stuff like that, chili flakes, and I think there's cheese in there as well. So it's spicy cheese curry. I think mine was curry, egg, beef, and I don't remember. Maybe cheese as well, actually, because I think you could put three toppings and one powder. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact if the apocalypse ever happens and I'm like, oh my God, I need to eat something. Like, I have no food left. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to open up the cup noodle. I don't recommend that. They, I was pretty sure when we were there, they were like, eat within a month. So now it's like three years old. Definitely did tell us to eat within a month. They definitely did tell us to eat within a month. <laughs> but cup noodles are cup noodles. I'm pretty sure you can eat them whenever. So... I'm sure you could, but I wouldn't recommend eating a three-year-old one. Uh, no, I'm going to do it when the apocalypse happens. And granted, this is three years old right now. Apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So eventually when the apocalypse does happen and I've run out of food, there we go. Who knows? Mm. It might be 10 years at that point. It might be 20 years. Who knows? Oh, God. Food's food, Nathan. You can't be stingy in the apocalypse. That is true, but at the same time, okay. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna stop this topic now because it's, uh, <laughs> it's concerning. Um, is there any other key points that uh, we feel like we need to... like? I do want to mention one weird thing that happened to me whilst you weren't around. Oh, yeah. So earlier I mentioned I was hanging around Akihabara without Pepe. Mm-hmm. Basically, what had happened is the... The group wanted to go and eat, but I wasn't hungry. So I decided to go off on my own. As I was walking around on my own, I'd just come out of a secondhand store buying a unboxed copy of Pokemon Green. A man walked up to me, started speaking in Japanese. I said to him, I, sorry, I'm not Japanese. I don't speak Japanese. He said, oh, where are you from? I speak English. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm from England. And he's like, you know, we had a bit of a conversation. He was telling me his time in England. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then he went, my friend, why don't you come to my business? And I was like, um, what do you do? He's like, oh, you'll love it. He gets his phone out and he starts scrolling. And I noticed mm -hmm. between normal <laughs> photos of, you know, food and stuff. And there's all of these sort of like glamour shots. Uh -huh. And now I'm getting kind of concerned, you know, because you're like, what is this guy trying to proposition? He didn't go, you'll have a great time at my massage parlor. My employees are really good. They're going to make sure you have a great time. And because you're my friend, I'm going to make sure you have the best time. He tried to get me to go to a happy time massage parlor, a happy ending massage parlor. And I just turned around like probably red in the face and was like oh i'm i need to go meet some people um i actually i was just stopping off real quick thank you for the invite and it was nice meeting you but uh, i need <laughs> to go thank you for the invite <laughs> love that absolutely love that um i've like i've had a very similar experience the first time <laughs> i was there because i think i might have told you this before but um me and my friend uh who we went uh so when we went for the first time it was just me and my friend and his cousin was out there as well that lived in japan and they were like so they were showing us around and we were walking through i think it was it might have been in shinjuku or somewhere i can't remember exactly the place now but um we end up going through a red light district oh god like just walking just passing through we not weren't there for any specific reason we're just passing through to get to another place and um this guy comes up to me and my friend and he's like oh you're english <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop doing the accent because that's very culturally inappropriate <laughs> I realize what i'm doing there uh, um 
And he's, oh, you're English. And you're like, yeah. He's like, I know, I, I, you, you're very big penis. <laughs> very big penis. And you're like, okay. And he basically, like, he had a girl with him. And I was like, oh, this, she could be yours. She could be yours. <laughs> like, come, come in, come in. And we were just like, nah, nah. Realized that he's in a suit, right? Oh, in God. the red light district. So, but like no confirmation that he's yakuza right now. Well, most <laughs> but, likely he is. If he's red district, like red light district in a suit has a random woman standing near him, and he's off. It's probably yakuza. Yeah, but it's like, and we were just like, nah, we're moving past this. <laughs> like we, classic British guys, I was just like, oh, maybe not. Like, see ya. <laughs> uh, like, um, but there's that, and another another like little random like off topic sort of thing a bit more lighthearted a li- little bit less uh, red blue <laughs> okay um we uh, my first trip i went to a cat uh no maid cafe oh you've actually been to a maid cafe i've been to maid cafes i think it's made dreaming is uh cool or something uh, it was like one of the more popular chain ones and we did it for just like because it's our first time in japan we just wanted to take it off take it off yeah and go there um but we went in and granted it's the middle of the day on a thursday or something like that okay and the people that were in there so we had to go up the stairs to get to this maid cafe and the people that were in there were other tourists who like the same as us like literally just like there for the experience yeah but then there's them and then there's 40 year old japanese men (laughs) that have come there by themselves and you're like Oh, okay, you can see why the tourists are here, but you can also clearly see <laughs> why the middle-aged Japanese men are here. <laughs> and I didn't want any food away. We just stopped in to see the experience. Design. So we just, me and my friend just ordered drinks. We just, but there's people that you get like, you can get like an omurice meal and stuff and like they come over. Yeah, isn't that quite standard where they then like draw a heart with a ketchup or some shit like? Yeah, it's the heart of the ketchup and uh, they'll sing with you. <laughs> so they bless your meal. So they do the little heart sign and they do the kawaii dance and they're like, hey, here's this thing. Oh man, Takeshi-san must have been having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was. Like, you, I think there's certain amounts you can pay to have pictures with the maids and stuff like that as well. Um, there's like packages you can buy CDs. Me and my mate were just sitting there with, the, with our drinks. We're like, oh, we'll go in about five, ten minutes or whatever. And then some the, one of the maids comes over <laughs> and hands us glow sticks. And we're like, okay. And then the lights go down. Granted, it's in the middle of the day as well, so there's still sun blaring through the window. <laughs> but we have these glow sticks. So it's basically like sitting in a, a room midday that's facing away from the sun. We can still see the daylight coming through the windows. And they're like, ah, oh, it's time for an idol performance. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, everyone put your glow sticks up. Granted, there's 10 people right now in this restaurant. <laughs> Four, like at least four to six of our <laughs> tourists. <laughs> so we're like, okay. And then they start performing and they start doing like, there's about five of them on their little stage doing a little dance and stuff. Like, yeah, throw your glow sticks in the air, like, put your glow sticks up. And me and my mate, we're just awkward British people that are just here for a Coke. <laughs> so we're just there like yay <laughs> this isn't our vibe whatsoever if i was drunk <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'd be having the time of my life oh you might be on stage with them uh, for all i know yeah exactly you see my karaoke performances yeah. <laughs> um and it was just one of those random things and like 
because we were about to leave, but we got hand these glow sticks and like, oh, stay for the performance and stuff. That reminds me of um, you, do you remember one last story? I guess uh, when we were in Harajuku and we went to go get uh dinner. <gasps> yes. And we happened to walk past like a small boy band performance, and it was just the noisiest thing we'd ever experienced because all the literally all of their fans were there, but this was in a small like food court. Yeah, it was, weren't it? It was a food court, and it was just filled with all these japanese teenagers who must have just got off a of school or something yeah and it, well it wasn't just teenagers there's like middle-aged women there as well all about women in their like uh early, late 20s early 30s as well yeah there's a big mix of people there but it's like a little boy band it's like a budget bts <laughs> yeah but we were just like we were these foreigners there to get like takoyaki and i'm pretty sure that's where you guys said there were kebab sushi so we were like oh cool, cool let's go and try that and there was just this random boy band performance there too yeah i remember that and i remember one of the lyrics was sang in english is it and it was add me add me on snapchat oh my god and they were they sang it like add me on snapchat on snapchat (laughs) (laughs) that was the only thing i could take away from that performance i was like I wonder if we can find that band based off of that one lyric. I've got like the video on my phone. I don't have I don't have the the Snapchat performance sadly. But um yeah, that is a thing. Uh we might have to look up that and see if we can find that band later and put it on screen if we can find it. But uh yeah, I'm pretty sure we could talk all day about more experiences in Japan. I don't think we even I think we could talk about so much more. Yeah. Anything else? Nathan, anything else you want to say? Um, no, I would just say Japan is mostly the things you imagine it to be, but it's also not as all it's not always as magical as people imagine. Mm. So if you do somehow manage to go in the future, temper your expectations just a little bit, just a tiny bit. Yeah. But also I think yeah, I've I've had two trips there and I've had a great time both times. And like, yeah, I'd I'd recommend that. <laughs> I would say I recommend it, but currently borders are closed, so <laughs> go there when you can. <laughs> yeah go whenever you can i also recommend it i'm also planning a future trip so more stories to come i guess if that ever pans out <laughs> who does yeah hopefully one day when uh covid isn't as big of a deal yeah. <laughs> nice one okay then well uh, thank you for listening guys thank you the links in the description see you later Bye. bye